0: Hey everyone, this is Maciek, Lead Developer, Good Praxis, who made ASAP Please for the SEGA Mega Drive, and you are listening to SEGA Lounge.
1: Welcome to the SEGA Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things SEGA, be it the games, the music or the community. I'm KC, in each episode I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for SEGA. Welcome back to the SEGA Lounge, it's been a while hasn't it? Two weeks to be exact. I've been a bit under the weather these past few days and I really needed to take a break so I could come back energized and with more entertaining interviews for your enjoyment. Now that I'm feeling better, I'm ready for the final stretch of shows before our summer break in August. But don't worry, we still have three more episodes coming, including this week's. And that's a great reason for you to subscribe to The Sega Lounge if you haven't yet. You can do so in your podcast service of choice, or you can head over to thesegalounge.com and click the subscribe icon on the top right, which will give you the option to subscribe using a number of popular podcatchers including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many more. And, if you like our show, why not recommend us to fellow Sega fans? Alrighty then, on to this week's show. This week's guest is Maciek Baron from Good Praxis. Maciek is the lead developer and composer of ASAP Please, spelled ASAP ASAP Please. A collection of micro games in the style of WarioWare, but for the Mega Drive, developed by Good Praxis and yours truly. No, not me. Yours truly. It's the name of a company, yes. Although relatively short, the game focuses on office work and the micro-games revolve around day-to-day tasks that need to be performed. You guessed it, ASAP. Maciek is a massive Sonic fan and has been coding for many years and he's been active in the Sonic hacking scene in the past. Stick around to find out more about the game and Maciek's history and see how he fares in this week's challenge. Hello, my Welcome to the Sega Lounge.
0: Hey, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for for being here. You're here to talk a little bit about uh, a very cool game called ASAP, please, right?
0: Yes, that's correct. It's a game that we've made, uh, started making last year and sort of finished this year. And we, yeah, super proud Mm -hmm.
1: of it. Yeah. And I actually accidentally found uh, found out about this um, while browsing my Twitter feed. So, oh really? Oh, and okay. and I looked into it and got curious, and that's why I wanted to talk to you. But let's let's start from the beginning. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe how you got started into the video game world. Maybe favorite games. Sure. Yeah. Stuff no like problem. that.
0: Yeah. So uh, I guess so, well, um, essentially I'm a I'm a developer. So I've been into coding for as, as long as I remember. Uh, since I was a sort of little boy, I, I've been sort of, you know, playing around with uh, with computers, with consoles. And as you can probably guess, Sega Mega Drive was my first ever uh, video game console. Uh, and you can, as you can probably guess as well, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and similar games were, you know, just dominating my childhood. So uh, one of the first games that I've ever played properly was Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and uh, I was really interested how those games were made and and what sort of technologies were used behind them uh and then uh, I knew from the beginning that I'll definitely be into making games into into coding um so that's a sort of like let's say career path that I tried to pursue uh so later uh, Dreamcast was released uh, and obviously uh, there was games like Sonic Adventure and similar ones and at that time my knowledge of coding was uh, getting a bit more advanced so I actually started sort of playing around with like hacking the games. so I started like editing uh, the code and, uh, and the underlying assets for like the Dreamcast games I started getting into the ROM scene the ROM hacking scene uh, so sort of making like simple Sonic the Hedgehog hacks and stuff like that Uh, And then I think for a while, I sort of uh, left that behind and I started focusing on just school and and, and then university. Uh, And then fast forward to recently, um, I think around probably last year or two years ago, I sort of tried to revisit that sort of retro scene, so to speak. Uh, (laughs) And I started sort of looking into, yeah, um, sort of, uh, again, coding and hacking ROMs and stuff like that. Uh, And what happened was... um, Uh, I've been supporting this organization called uh, Game Workers Unite, uh, which is about uh, helping uh, game workers uh, um, join unions and sort of fight for better working conditions. Uh, and long story short, they had this um, little game jam called uh, like Worker's Game Jam. And I decided like, you know what, like, uh, it would be nice to make a game for that jam. Uh, and I decided to make a Sega Mega Drive game. So for the first time, instead of just hacking a, a game, like grabbing a Sonic the Hedgehog ROM and and just changing something about it, I just decided to make a game from scratch. So I did, uh, and it's called Lunch Break. It's a super simple game. You just run around the screen, try to run away from your boss, and you try to speak as, to as many people as possible and tell them about joining a union and sort of organizing and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> fast forward to end of last year, my friend found that game and said like, that's great. How about we do a game uh, about office life? And we released it also on a Sega Mega Drive um, as, as a platform. And I said like, yeah, that sounds great. So we sort of sat around the table, decided like, yeah, it would be nice to do sort of like a warrior inspired system where you have like a series mm-hmm. of micro games. And yeah, that's how sort of ASAP come, come to be. Like we, we, we decided to um, implement it on the Sega Mega Drive and soon hopefully we'll also release a uh, limited run of like actual real cartridges in, in the old school nice clamshell boxes as well.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's great. What was the name of that first game?
0: Uh, It's called The Lunch Break. Uh, So if you look on itch.io and you can find it there. So if you look for Lunch Break, it's also like a free to download ROM. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's super, it's a super simple game. I've made it in like around a few days, I think. And I did all the sprite work for it and it's only got one song in it. But but yeah, uh, it was my first second Mega Drive game that I made from scratch fully. Uh, and then ASAP. So uh, yeah, okay. ASAP, I also did the music properly for it and, and other aspects, but we did get some help for the artwork and sprite work
1: as okay. well. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. What exactly inspired you to, apart from, you know, your friend talked about maybe doing something like a, an office sim or something, not, not really a sim, but an office, office based game, right? Um, what what inspired you to go with this mini game, like WarioWare style of game for this? So
0: I think from the beginning, we didn't really know how much uh, time we we're going to have to build this game. And uh, we sort of decided that, you know what? Like, well, first of all, I don't really remember uh, seeing that sort of uh, st- gameplay style on Mega Drive before. Uh, I think sort of WarioWare was one of the first of just like throwing like a lot of micro games at you. But also we decided that you know if we stick with this sort of approach then we can make as many micro games as we can it doesn't matter if we make five or ten or four uh we can still release the game and it will still be like sort of a self-contained thing uh and i think that's what sort of attracted us to it and also i think the fact that you know uh mega drive controllers uh, were quite simple at the time you only had three buttons and arrow keys uh, so we wanted to think of ways of just incorporating all these keys in many different ways and all these buttons in many different ways uh, and just provide users with a very simple mechanic to to play the game. And that's how it sort of started, really.
1: Okay, excellent. So uh, for people not familiar with, with ASAP, please, so you're you're a secretary, right? You play as a secretary?
0: Uh, I, I guess so. I mean, the idea is that you are a wo- you're <laughs> an office worker, so it's, it could be secretary, it could be uh, okay. a project manager.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it no one says it's the secretary. you right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so you're you're trying to um, complete these micro games uh, as quickly as possible. So exactly, yeah. Hence, so, ASAP, right?
0: Yes, exactly. So, so I, I guess the idea is that uh, for people who are used to working at offices, uh, sometimes you are just stacked with work, and you have all these different things you have to do as quickly as possible. Otherwise, your bo- your boss or your manager will be angry with you. Uh, so we try to incorporate, like, very familiar themes. Like, for instance, uh, trying to plug in your laptop to a monitor, to a, sorry, to a <laughs> projector, and, yes. uh, and making sure that's done quickly because, you know, you always see an array of different plugs and you're like, oh, which one is it? Uh, so we try to incorporate <laughs> that. Yeah, You know, uh, I'm sure that, you know, all of you have been to a very boring meeting and you tried all your might to not fall asleep. So that's also one of the micro games. Uh, also, uh, I think this is probably more for, like, European uh, people uh, who are used to like uh, cookie bars because I think it's mostly <laughs> a European thing, but you have to accept cookies on every single website. So that was just, like another inspiration for one of the micro games where you had to just like yeah quickly switch the uh, accept cookies and sort of switch that window off. And then finally, uh, we have a game where your boss uh, texts you a question and you need to respond with the correct emoji. So you also yes. have to do it as quickly as possible.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> and all of those. Though, uh, are there, there are little hints of humor in all of those, right? Yeah, uh, yeah we
0: try to keep it funny and lighthearted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think the idea that, for instance, you know, you are, because uh, we mix up all the buttons that you have to press, uh, they're all not always in the same order. So and we obviously w- wanted to create this sort of comical situations where instead of, cert, uh, like, sending, like, a thumbs-up emoji to your boss, you send, like, a poo emoji by accident and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, we wanted to make it sort of, you know, qu- quite funny and nice. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like the the meeting about appealing to millennials. Millennials. <laughs> yes, with Avocado uh, and, and Karl Marx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. Yes, I like that. Uh, I also like the, the cookies minigame with... Uh, the, the various different uh, windows there. Yeah,
0: yeah. We also tried to include a uh, Clippy. I don't know if you remember Clippy. Exactly uh, from, <laughs> from Microsoft old. Office. Exactly. So he's trying mm-hmm. to. Uh, I think we just implemented like random messages that he tells you, but he's always trying to help you there. Uh, when I say help you, obviously he never helps you. Even in the actual <laughs> office, he just annoys you. He's like, "Go away! <laughs> I know what I want to do." So, uh, yeah.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, but that that's it's it's a fun a fun little um game as well so you have those uh, four micro games but as you uh, progress right yeah. so it you g- get f- you start from the the normal speed i would say yeah, so you have you have more time and then what happens when you uh get a good score in the first run
0: so after the first run you enter asap mode so the sort of you know the node the, the that's included in the title and in asap mode uh actually maybe i'll take a step back in the in the normal mode you you get a little explainer at the beginning like what buttons you should use and what is actually your task but when you enter asap mode uh, you have to do all the tasks quicker without any explanation uh, so you enter that mode i think originally you have around five seconds suddenly you have three seconds uh, and yeah they're just quickly thrown at you and if you manage to get a lot of points in this section then you unlock the secret third mode which is ASAP. and then like it is sort of <laughs> like aggressive techno track kicks in and you only have like i think a second and a half to to do all the tasks so it gets really <laughs> really intense after that the uh, thing
1: about this is is it's really it's a short game it's like a a, a, a little distraction but it gets really intense
0: it does, yeah. I right. mean, I guess our idea was to make it like a sort of arcade style, where you know you just want to keep repeating it and get a better score, uh, score each time. So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely quite short, but uh, but I think there's like a replayability element to it as well when you just try to beat your last score. Really,
1: yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like, uh, I thought, okay, this is simple enough, and then I, I got myself like my my, my hands were sweaty and I was like, <laughs> no no almost ah, and it says oops. when you fail and you're like, no, I clicked, I clicked the cookie button. So (laughs) why, why? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's really, really fun uh, little game. And and that's, that's, that's really nice. Um, You, you mentioned before, so people can get this obviously for free uh, from the the website, ASAP the game, but uh, people can get the digital uh, version. So they can download the ROM, right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. So uh, on our website, you can play it in the browser. So we actually run an emulator uh, because I think browsers are quite advanced now compared to what they were before. So you can actually run a a full blown emulator in the browser so you can emulate the game there. Or you can just download a ROM and you can either play it on an emulator uh, on your computer. Or if you do have something like the EverDrive that allows you to play homebrew games on the real console, uh, you can use that as well and then finally we are thinking about having like a limited run of the like a an actual cartridge that we're going to release so we're been already looking into that and hopefully that's going to happen within the next few months if everything goes well and it's going to come in the, uh you know the sort of classic clamshell case uh it might have a little booklet inside uh and yeah and it will be perfectly working on uh on any Sega Mega Drive because it won't be region locked so it can work on any type you have
1: awesome awesome stuff so uh people can can still register their interest in, in uh, getting the cartridge. Exactly. So we yes. have a
0: little newsletter sign up on the page. So if you are interested, uh you can go to asapthegame.com and you can just put your email address there. Uh, and we will let you know once uh, we have the uh, cartridges ready. Uh, we don't know how many we're going to make uh, right now. Uh, we we haven't decided on the numbers just just uh, just now, so hopefully there'll be enough for everyone. Uh, but we'll definitely let you know once they're ready, and we'll then work out the whole shipping process and everything like that.
1: <laughs> okay, excellent. So asapthegame.com. Any plans to uh, add anything to, to the physical release? Uh, Not just the the, the physical release itself, anything apart from the the case, but to the game itself. Are you planning to add anything?
0: Well, we initially thought if we do have time uh, that we'll release like, you know, like a 1.2 version of ASAP that may have a a few more games. Uh, Originally, we actually planned... Uh, I think we had a lot- ideas for around eight different games, so, so there was more games to be included. Uh, however, at some point we just started running out of time, uh, and we decided that, you know what, instead of trying to release as many games as possible, we're just going to make sure that these four games are sort of uh, developed fully and nicely, uh, and, and are just like, uh, you know, glitchless and look great. Uh, so yeah, we'll see, maybe. If 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 everything goes well, we might include uh, a couple more games, uh, and and then uh, release it as you know you know one point two, and then obviously if that happens, uh, we will try to share the ROM as well, so everyone can download the upgraded version as well.
1: Okay. So for just to to make it clear, people who actually uh, order the the physical release, the physical cartridge, yeah. uh, will there be a price for that?
0: Uh, yes, so we don't know how much it's going to be exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, we still need to sort of work out the details of that. Uh, but yeah, it will be just a sort of regular game uh, because it's uh, going to be limited numbers. Uh, we might not be able to do it like super cheaply, obviously. Uh, uh, but obviously, it's not going to cost you like a hundred dollars or anything like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're still sort of deciding on the price point. Uh, but yeah, you will sort of get the, the sort of real deal, the actual game, and mm-hmm. we'll hopefully make it look exactly the same as all the other mega drive games that you may have at your home so or just nicely fit in in your collection.
1: Yeah, so it's a nice collector's item. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I was going to say don't please don't don't give this away for free because you know. Don't lose money because of this. So, yeah, yeah. Good, good. People would <laughs> no, have to pay something for it. Okay. No, exactly. We never sort
0: of intended to make it to make any sort of money. You know, as you can see, it's sort of released for free. Uh, it was more sort of like a promotional thing for us, just to show what we're capable of, and uh, and also just promote our ourselves our as a company and uh, and as a sort of digital co-op. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if someone wants to get it as a cartridge, we thought like, you know what, we'll just sort of do it as cheaply as possible, uh, but also make sure that you know it's a high quality build for the cartridge and and and, and the and the, and the the case so uh, yeah we're not looking into making like millions off it we just want to make sure that people are happy if they want to add something to their collection really
1: great great and and if and if you end up making millions well (laughs) that's that's a bonus Uh, okay yeah Yeah, we'll see we'll see (laughs) okay so magic by the way you you mentioned it briefly so you, you two companies involved in this Sort yeah. of, right? So yours truly and uh, practice,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah.
1: Uh, so what other projects are you working on right now? Anything interesting that people would like to know or anything planned for the future?
0: so uh our digital co-op uh focuses on a lot of different projects uh we uh do a lot of web-based projects uh, but also we've been into gaming so so we've done like a, a couple game projects as well we're quite young because we're only a year and a half old so we've been only sort of focusing on stuff uh for the last year and, and so uh however uh what we try to do is do projects uh for like ethical companies and ethical organizations uh there's been a few projects that we've done in the past one for um, uh, mental health awareness week uh, autism awareness week uh, we did a project called i love you infinity.com uh, which is like an experimental project uh, in terms of games we are hoping to uh sort of perhaps continue with the retro feel uh, and 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 perhaps uh, if not for the mega drive perhaps do something for a different platform like the game boy or even the old school master systems of you know up and up a notch into even more retro just eight bits this time <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, but we haven't got anything sort of outlined yet, uh, like clearly. So so we'll definitely keep people updated if we do really something new. Uh, we'll 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 let everyone know. Uh, awesome. But yeah, it's been it's been nice working on a on a sort of retro project and also be limited creatively uh, by you know the technical requirements that Omega Drive has. So you know limited color palettes, limited sound systems, and so on. So that was mm-hmm. uh, really fun to work with.
1: What what's the appeal? Is that exactly the appeal of working on retro? systems
0: i think so you know i i I think that a lot of people um uh, nowadays, there's so many different tools you can use to make games. Uh, obviously, you have things like Unity, the Unreal Engine, and uh, you can get so many different free assets and solutions. And, and I think it's very easy to make a game, uh, but and and you sometimes don't even put much effort into it. You just download a few assets, you put them together, and voila, you have a game. When it comes to like making games for the retro hardware, there's so many considerations that you have to... Uh, make uh, because obviously you can only display uh, a certain number of sprites on the screen at the same time uh, the second mega drive has uh, four color palettes that you can use at the same time on the screen you can't have more uh, there's obviously uh, different ways of making music you don't record like an mp3 you actually have to program the music you have to actually create it in code So, uh, so so I think what that Makes you do is it definitely encourages you to be more creative in what you do. Uh, so instead sort of just like having endless possibilities you have to fit within a certain constraint but that actually stimulates your brain and stimulates your creativity and i think that actually makes it fun to work with because uh you try to find clever solutions and creative solutions to different problems and and yeah just sort of think about like okay i only have this much memory i only have this much space in the screen what should i do you know and and uh yeah and i, and I really enjoyed the whole process where we were sort of sitting around a table and sort of thinking like okay so we'll have the hand move here we'll have this bright uh sort of move here and uh, we'll have this colors uh sort of reused here. And yeah and there's a lot of you know really creative things you can do with uh, just a few lines of code and, and limited equipment and I, I think people just don't appreciate how much effort was put into old school games and and, and how a lot of thinking was put into different solutions. so uh, yeah, yeah uh, things like for instance uh, the intro to uh, Sonic 3D uh, Flicky's Island, uh, it's like a full-blown 3D video that was uh, compressed to make uh, to make it work on a Mega Drive. I think uh, mm-hmm. there's a whole video on, it on YouTube that explains how it was done, and I love stuff like that. I love sort of uh, watching it and sort of learning how how things like that are done, and and it, I think it's quite impressive, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the developer has a YouTube channel that, and he's been revealing some secrets behind and even some technical uh, information behind how uh, they got the game to work that way and whatnot. So it's it's definitely interesting. To, to learn mm-hmm. more about that right and all the yeah. challenges so I, I think that's a, an interesting approach so sometimes people say they they like working on retro systems because it's easier <laughs> uh, yeah, in, in a way like in a way but uh, it uh, 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 your approach is definitely more interesting for doing it for the challenge and whatnot.
0: I think so, yeah. I think also one thing that happens is uh, the end result, because you can make games that look retro, where you can obviously employ a pixel artist or, or do the pixel art yourself, and you can make a game in Unity that looks like pixel art. Uh, however, th- when you do it for the actual console, the end result is a lot more genuine and authentic. It's not like pretending to be something. It actually is a pixel game, and it's actually mm-hmm. a game that is genuinely uh, constrained by the limits of the Sega Mega Drive. So I think that actually makes it just feel better and feel more authentic, you know? Um, so that's also another thing I, I found when when working on this game.
1: Great, great. So if you could... Uh... Thinking about all the, the games that you played when you were, were younger, uh, if you could make a game for the Mega Drive or any other retro system, um, like a, a full-blown game, like the ones you used to play, what genre would you pick for that game? What kind of game would you love to, to make?
0: That's an interesting question. Um I, I I am a fan of RPGs, and I think uh, mm-hmm. there's been quite a few uh, really good RPGs on the Sega Mega Drive and the SNES. Uh, I I think that there's a lot of work that goes into it. Uh, obviously, there's been uh, some of the newer Mega Drive releases. Uh, I can't remember the name exactly. Was it Solar Solar Pier or something like that? Uh, Pier, Solar.
1: Pier, Pier Solar. Pierre Solar. There
0: we go. Yeah. Uh, so so there's been definitely a, like a, a sort of recent attempts to make like a large game for the Sega Mega Drive um yeah but that's a really good question you got me stumped i think uh <laughs> uh i think i mean i do love sonic the hedgehog and and sort of uh the fact that sonic mania got released a few years ago uh that was such a such a uh magnificent thing for me and I, I would you know i'd love to be involved in uh in like making another sonic game something like that uh so yeah platforming games are also like a nice nice sort of um medium and nice sort of genre of games but i think when it comes to role-playing games uh there's a lot more content you can sort of put in uh there's a, there's a whole world you have to develop uh there's a whole story that you have to think about uh there's a lot of characters that you can include uh so it definitely is more involving and allows you i guess to just like reign free and then and, and and create this massive massive world that the player uh, sort of jumps into uh so possibly i'd say a, a role-playing game uh, okay if, if i ever had the possibility to do that yeah
1: yeah that's even a bigger challenge, right? So having to create everything, the whole universe, or world behind all the characters, all the lore associated with it.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's definitely a challenge, and also you want to make sure that the gameplay is 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 nice and it doesn't bore people. Uh, I think some of the games that got released on the, all the platforms uh, had a lot of grinding in them. Uh, I think mostly because <laughs> uh, there wasn't enough content, so you just had to keep repeating the same battle over and over again. <laughs> uh, nowadays, it's less of a problem, and and. and Obviously, the latest RPGs, like the, the Final Fantasy remake, they're essentially a film. You know, there's so much happening and there's so much content. Uh, but yeah, once if you're doing it for like a retro platform, it's definitely like, yeah, there's a lot of work to be put into it. So it's not like a, a, a quick thing like we have with ASAP. It would probably take like, a, you know, a good few years to have yeah. everything sort of done and sorted. So, um, yeah, but it would definitely be rewarding to, to, okay. to accomplish.
1: So see you in 2024. Yes, for, hopefully. Yes, uh, <laughs> we'll Ace of the RPG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> About a, an office worker that has exactly, to go yeah. into a world of fantasy <laughs> and defeat yeah. her evil boss. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Literally defeat your boss. Exactly. Yeah, so, it's fine to be now. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Um, you know, uh, don't don't forget me. No, right, so oh, yeah, you'll, you'll yeah, get yeah, credit. You'll get credit, yeah, credit yeah. <laughs> I, I, executive producer. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you mentioned working on or hacking games, right? Sonic games and whatnot. Have you ever been involved in the, the Sonic hacking community or? Have you uh, ever took part in any of the hacking contests or something?
0: Uh, I I've been participating in 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 the scene like many many years ago. So so I know some of the sort of bigger guys, so to speak, from the scene. So I know DR DRX, for instance, who's responsible, uh, who's one of the people behind Hidden Palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do do like uh, releases of like uh, unreleased um, games. Uh, a lot of them on the Sega platforms. Uh, and uh yeah I've been definitely sort of heavily involved in uh in the scene in the past uh uh, like i said sort of uh partially in the Sega Mega Drive scene but also in the uh Dreamcast scene so 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 i've been sort of uh creating different tools to edit uh, you know text messages that appear in Sonic Adventure or replace the audio tracks or the textures and sort of try to look at the geometry of the level and and, and see how that works and, and that was quite fun uh nowadays uh, it's a lot easier because those games were released on pc so so in the past i would yeah. have to like you know edit the code then burn it on a on a CD, and then boot it up on my on my uh, Dreamcast. You know, so it was definitely a more elaborate process. Nowadays, you have like emulators, you have uh, PC ports. So, so the scene is definitely thriving right now, and there's so many different. Mods and edits that have been done for those games, and uh, it's so nice as well to see that Sega isn't doesn't really mind people sort of creating fan games and creating like edits. Uh, I think Nintendo is definitely a lot more strict about it, and whenever like yes. a successful <laughs> fan game gets released, they just shut it down straight away. But I think <laughs> Sega is like even just you know just appreciates it and uh, and says like yeah cool whatever just just do whatever you want. So so I think that makes encourages people to create really really amazing. Fan games and 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 and, uh, and ROM hacks as well. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the uh, Sonic Robo Blast 2 karting game. I do not mm-hmm. ever uh, play yep. that. It's it's quite it's quite good and and really well done. So uh, so kudos to to the makers of that uh, of that fan game. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a nice scene and and it's nice that people a lot of people I think become developers by just actually working on a fan game and then sort of taking it from there. So it's pretty exactly. really nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there are a lot of examples. Even the the Sonic Mania crew. Many yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think like that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, uh, I think a headcanon people uh, I think Stealth from stealth, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. he started as a as a a uh, sort of fan game maker. And then I think some of the composers like T Lopes, if I, exactly. I remember if yep. I pronounce his name correctly, he he started off as just making sort of fan music of the game. So that's a mm-hmm. really nice sort of approach to to that Sega took, just of getting the the fans involved in making the game and sort of, and, you know, and I think the game, you know, received raving reviews. So it definitely went really well. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed still, do a Sonic Mania Two or something similar in the future, uh, we'll <laughs> but, uh, hopefully, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what they release on the on a was it thirtieth anniversary next year? I think of Sonic, so
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be a nice a nice day to to celebrate with the new Sonic Mania or something new by the Sonic Mania team. Exactly. Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see how we'll it see. goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so magic. Um, I think it's time to take a quick break. Okay? okay. Uh, we we have something for you after the break a surprise
0: oh okay Um,
1: yes who is the correct uh, reaction Uh, or uh, it could be a a good reaction as well
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) cool can't wait to see that and hear that
1: Everybody, this is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology and entertainment. And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news. And then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at OnlineWarriorsPodcast.com. Welcome back, chick. Hello. I, I hope you're excited.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to uh, hear what it is. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. So we have a tradition here on the Sega Lounge podcast. It's called the Sega Lounge Challenge.
0: Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean... Welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, what is the Sega Lounge Challenge, you ask? Well, you didn't ask, but I will tell you anyway. It can be anything I want. This week, I thought, well, let's not have music in reverse. Let's not have something different. Let's have a, a quick... Sega and mostly Sega Mega Drive related quiz. Ooh. So what I have here uh, are 10 questions. Uh, all multiple choice so not that hard and mm. um, what I want you to do is to just go with your gut and your Sega education. Yes, that's the thing. Your okay. knowledge, your knowledge of Sega games or uh, games released on Sega systems and and ask and, and uh, answer the, the most questions correctly as you can.
0: Okay. I'll try my best. I hopefully won't embarrass
1: myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. So are you ready, Maciek, for this second launch ready. challenge? You're ready? Let's do it. Let's do no, it ASAP. <laughs> no, you're not. Let's do it ASAP. That's it. So you have five seconds to, to answer <laughs> all questions. Uh, <laughs> number one, in the Fantasy Zone universe... What is the name of Opa Opa's brother? Is it A, Opa Opa, B, Opa Bro, or C, Yada Yo?
0: Oh, I want to say A, because uh, I think there was two names and they sounded very similar. So hmm, I think I'm going to go A. Is it Opa Opa?
1: So final answer?
0: Uh, yes.
1: Machik, your answer is. Correct! <laughs> well done! Hey. Yes, Oopa Oopa! <laughs> oopa Oopa is the correct answer. Well done! One for one. Number two ASAP, a turn based tactical RPG. This 16 bit classic has as its protagonist a hero by the name of Max. Is the game A. Shining Force? B. Fantasy Star 2, C, The Story of Thor, aka Beyond Oasis. Hmm. The I Story also, of Thor in Europe. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I remember Beyond Oasis because I think it has a different name in different regions, right?
1: And, yeah, The Story of Thor in Europe, Beyond Oasis in the US. Oh,
0: gosh, what was his main
1: name? So. Hmm. Shining Force, Fantasy Star Two, or the Story of Thor?
0: Gosh, okay, and it was the main character was called Max. That's yes, a, it's
1: a turn-based yeah. tactical RPG. Hmm. On the so Mega I think Drive.
0: Beyond Oasis is not. I don't think it's turn-based. Hmm. And then Fantasy Star is turn-based during battles. And what was the first one again? The first uh, Shining one was, Force. Shining was Force was option A. Ooh. That could also be it, because Shining Force... You know what? I'm going to go with Shining Force, uh, although I'm weird if it's A twice in a row, (laughs) but I'm going to say A.
1: Are you sure? No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's correct. Shining Force is the correct answer. (laughs) Uh, Don't get too caught up with with, uh, all the A, B, and C order. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just Um, went with my gut. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that that's the way to do it. Yeah, good job so far. Let's go with number three. The Illusion series of Disney games in the 90s gave us several titles, mostly starring Mickey Mouse, but one of them allowed you to play as either Mickey or Donald or both in two-player mode. What's the name of that game? Is it A Castle of Illusion? B World of Illusion, or C, Legend of Illusion.
0: Gosh, this is going to be a tricky one. I remember playing Castle of Illusion, but for some reason, I don't think it had. Maybe it did. Gosh, it's difficult to say. So it's Castle of Illusion, World of Illusion. God, everything sounds the same. (laughs) Or
1: Legend of Illusion.
0: Hmm. I think World sounds like, uh, because there's multiple characters... That just, that I have a gut feeling it might be World of Illusion. Uh, and, oh, but Legend. Hmm. No, I think I'm going to go with World of Illusion, just because it sounds like encompasses more things than just one. So uh, I'll go with that.
1: So final answer, World yes. of Illusion.
0: Okay. Yes, fingers crossed.
1: I can tell you that all three of these are real names of games, right? Okay. Uh, one of them is not a Mega Drive game. Ooh.
0: Okay, so maybe that's where I got it wrong. (laughs)
1: Um, One of them is both on the Mega Drive and the Master System. I think that's Castle of... That's Castle of Illusion, that's true. And Castle of Illusion is not the correct answer.
0: (sighs) Okay, that's good.
1: Legend of Illusion is an 8-bit game with just Mickey. So the yes. correct answer is World of Illusion. Whoa, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Wow. 3 for 3. Good wow. job so far. Wow. Okay. Let's keep okay. going. Number hmm. 4. In 1995 Yeah, in 1995 Sega released Comic Zone, a game about a man who is trapped inside his own comic book and has to fight his own creations. What is the name of the character you play as? Is it A, Sketch Turner, B, Max Power, or C, Chad Thunder?
0: Chad Thunder sounds so familiar for some reason. I I don't know why. (laughs) Um, I've I've played this game briefly, but I don't remember the names of the characters, unfortunately. Um, Chad Thunder sounds super familiar, and it's probably because it's related to something but I don't know if it's related to this game. But because it stands out for me, I'll go with Chad Thunder.
1: So out of Sketch Turner, Max Power, and Chad Thunder, you go with Chad?
0: Yes, I'll go for that.
1: Max Power is not the correct answer. (sighs) That's from The Simpsons. Um, (laughs) An episode where uh, Homer changes his name to max power oh, uh, right. of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of these two names one of them i made up myself and the other one is the correct answer uh the correct answer is sketch turner <laughs> oh, i can't believe that he made that up it sounds so familiar i, I made it up I, i'm not you know Chad Thunder could be a real name or, or a name yeah. that, that's from something, but I, I, I actually made this up for, for this question. So
0: oh, ah! that's, that's so weird. It sounded like I've heard it somewhere, so <laughs> I'll Google it later. See, maybe I'm right. <laughs> maybe it's some, from something.
1: <laughs> maybe you heard it during a, a thunderstorm. Oh, <laughs> <true>. Chad. <laughs> and so, yeah. It sounds I don't like know. a restless name as well, doesn't it? Like Chad, a restless, thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Chad Thunder. Chad Thunder. Chad yeah. Thunder. Uh, okay, not bad. Not bad so far. Number five. Halfway there, in SEGA Classic Golden Axe, you can choose from three different characters to play the game. Axe Battler, fan-favorite Gilius Thunderhead, and an Amazon princess called... A. Blaze Fielding B. Tyrus Flair C. Alice Landale Hmm...
0: Again, I'm I'm not good with names. I definitely played the game, but I never focused on what they called. It was just like, oh, it's the girl character. Oh, it's the guy <laughs> character with the thing. Um, for some reason, I'm again drawn to C, but mm-hmm. it could be, a, again, a name that you just made up and you're good at making up names that sound familiar. Uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll go with I'll give you
1: a hint. All of these games are from Sega characters or characters oh, okay. in Sega so you, games.
0: So you didn't make it up, then? Nope. Hmm. Okay. I think I'll go with C anyway, uh, just because I, I don't really know. Uh, I don't remember. So I'll, I'll just go with C in this case.
1: Your answer is C. check. your answer is... Incorrect, <laughs> unfortunately. Ah. The correct answer was Tyrus Flare. Tyris oh, Flair, uh, Blaze Fielding is from Streets of Rage, oh, Alice course. from Fantasy Star, and Tyrus is from Golden X. Yes, I see. I see. Uh, oh, well. oh well, oh well, not bad, not bad at all. Uh, we still have uh, five questions to go. So number six, what is the name of the main antagonist in the Streets of Rage series? Okay, so is it Mister X? Eagle or assassin agent.
0: Hmm. All these things sound familiar again to me. Um, I'm trying to think. So it was Eagle.
1: Hmm. Uh, this is this says the Streets of Rage series. The latest yeah. one, Streets of Rage Four, has different uh, antagonists or main okay. antagonists. But okay. all the three previous games, the Mega Drive games, have. The same main enemy, main antagonist, Mister X, Eagle, or Assassin Agent.
0: I think Mister X sounds streets of Ragey. like it sounds cool and sort of that aesthetic. So I think I'm gonna go with Mister
1: X. Are you sure? Mm,
0: yes, I'll say I'll say I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Your answer is correct well done yes it's mr (laughs) x well done okay number seven machek what is the full title (laughs) of the 1995 rpg fantasy star four okay the full title so is it fantasy star IV, the end of the generation fantasy star IV the end of the millennium or Fantasy Star for the end of the universe?
0: I have a feeling, because around that time, it's 1995, isn't it? Uh, A lot of people were fixated around about the idea of the end of the millennium, uh, because the year 2000 was coming, uh, and obviously people were saying, like, oh, computers will crash, everything will, planes will fall down. Uh, So I have a feeling it could be the end of millennium, but I don't know whether they thought that's fitting for the game. But I think just because I have this sort of feeling of it could be related to that, I'm going to go with that, the end of millennium.
1: So not the end of the universe of, or the end of the generation? Mm, I the mean, they sound
0: like good titles for for fantasy star game. Like, end of the universe could be quite... But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with end of millennium just because I have this feeling. Because it's close to the year 2000... Perhaps they were just riding on that wave of of yeah, it's the end of the millennium.
1: That's a a decent guess, I I think. That's Your answer laser. is, Machek, correct, yeah. correct. The end of the millennium is the correct title. Yeah. Okay, almost there. Three left. Eight. Monster World Four. Are you familiar with? it? Monster World 4?
0: Yeah, it's that uh, RPG game, right? A sort of side-scrolling RPG game, isn't it? I think, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It's an action game. Okay. Uh, yeah, we could say action RPG, maybe. Yeah. That, at the time, was only released in Japan. Okay. So, at the time, Monster World 4 was only released in Japan. In it, you play as a female character called... Oh, she's
0: got green hair. I remember.
1: <laughs> Is it A, Alice... B, Asha. C, Azel. Ooh.
0: Very close. I do remember the game. It's got, like, green hair. Uh, you, you walk around. There's a village. Gosh. But I, what's her name?
1: Hmm. So, Asha. Um, a- Alice, Asha, um, or Azel. I was thinking, if it was
0: originally released in Japan only... Hmm. Maybe they wanted to come up with like a English-sounding name, so they would have gone with Alice. But at the same time, Azul sounds sounds cool. Ooh, what should it be? Um, I'm gonna go with Azul, just because I I feel that could be it.
1: Just because.
0: Just because, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the correct answer is. Asha. Oh, oh, yes. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Asha, Asha was the, the green-haired girl in yeah. Monster World 4, exactly. Oh, God. I remember okay. it
0: was a green girl, uh, green-haired girl, and it was like a blue monster, I think. With it. I yes, played it like yes, so long yes. ago that Pepe I couldn't. Yes, Yeah, there we go, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and uh, the game was released for the, the Xbox 360, Xbox Arcade, live arcade. Um, oh, and that was the first time
0: it was actually the, localized. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, more recently, it's part of the, the Sega Mega Drive Mini console. Oh, okay. So oh, can play okay. It there as well. Oh, okay, that, okay, two left, two left. One, I think, medium difficulty, and the last one maybe a bit, little bit hard. Number nine, magic. Which of the following characters is not playable in the 2018 game Sonic Mania Plus? So not playable in Sonic Mm. Mania Plus. A, Knuckles the Echidna. B, Ray the Flying Squirrel. C, Amy Rose.
0: So I I know the answer to this question because obviously I'm a Sonic fan. Uh, (laughs) uh, There is a mod to play Amy (laughs) with a hammer. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, you can play Knuckles. Uh, You can glide around, climb walls. Uh, you can play Raider Flying Squirrel, which, by the way, is a really cool mechanic that they've introduced. You can glide, you can mm-hmm. sort of dive in and, and fly around. Uh, but yeah, Amy doesn't appear in the game. I think there's a Sonic CD mod that where where Amy appears briefly. Uh, and I think there's also a mod where it allows you to play it. But anyway, long story short, Amy is the correct answer, I think.
1: Amy option C is the correct answer. Yes! Well done. <laughs> Very good job. So that means... Um, 6 out of 9
0: is it? Yes. Oh, is it correct? So yes, oh, 6 okay. 6 out of 9.
1: So, last one number 10. Uh let's see if you can get 7 out of 10. Oh. This is the tricky one or not? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Depending on your experience with this game. In 1993, a game was released in Japan and the US. So not in Europe. About an alum, an animal called awesome that needs to defeat the evil Dr. Machino and his army of robots. Oh, gosh. What kind of animal is the protagonist of that game? An animal called Awesome that needs to defeat the evil Dr. Machino. Is it A. A rabbit B. A kangaroo or C. A possum or an opossum? Hmm...
0: I think it could be a possum because uh, just so it rolls down the tongue. Awesome, possum, awesome, possum. Awesome. But, gosh, it does sound like a Sonic the grip off, by the way. <laughs> because there's an evil doctor, robot army. Yeah, that all checks out. Hmm. Spoilers,
1: I- it really is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just going to, because it sounds funny, I'm going to go see a uh, possum.
1: So that would make the game title be something like "Awesome Possum,"
0: something like that, yeah. <laughs> instead <think> of
1: <laughs> instead of "Awesome Rabbit" or "Awesome Kangaroo." Yeah, like.
0: I think I think they probably want to do like a pun or like a play on words, so probably that's why they did it. Um, I I can't say I played this game, but it does ring a bell. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'll just go with "See Awesome Possum."
1: Sorry. <laughs> Your answer, magic is. Correct! Yay! Yes. The full title of the game is, and I'm not joking, Awesome Possum Kicks Dr. Machino's butt. <laughs> That's the full title of the game. Wow. <laughs> and, and for some reason, there's some sort of environmental concerns mixed in there for for good measure as well. You you have to, to collect recycled uh cans or something and and yeah it's it's mm, okay. okay it's it's a bit of a mess, but <laughs> I think not a bad platformer uh tried it the other day, but f- fun fun name, awesome possum kicks Dr. machinos but <laughs> and that means Machek that you get seven out of ten, which is an yes. amazing score Woo. and that also means you get the official Sega lounge seal of approval yeah and I will send it to you <laughs> when we're done here. Uh oh, thank you well so done. Much. Well done. I'm really happy. Thank you so much. <laughs> it, it's, it's a great honor. The, the greatest of honors.
0: I was really uh, <laughs> scared I'm gonna fail, but seven out of ten, it's not too bad. Even it's though I very... guessed a lot a lot of times. So. But
1: but a very good score. You have to go with your gut most of the time. I that's, think that's, so. yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> okay, magic thank you very much for, for coming on the show. Anything you would like to say to people uh, regarding ASAP, please? Uh um
0: uh... Just, yeah, if you want to check it out, it's uh, aceofthegame.com. It's a short game, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, Download the ROM, play in a browser, uh, and yeah, just uh, let us know what you think uh, about the game, whether you like it or not, and what other games we could add to it um, if we do work on a version number two. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's about it.
1: Yeah, definitely a longer uh, Zoom call uh, mini game or something. Everyone's (laughs) doing Zoom calls these days. That's so. true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And don't forget, people, you can go to asapthegame.com, right? And register your interest in the, the physical uh, cartridge. Correct, Maciek?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yes. We have a small newsletter sign up there, so feel free to drop us uh, a line, drop the email there, and we'll let you know as soon as possible.
1: Okay, very good. There's a, there's a final question that I always ask my guests. Okay. And this is, uh, do you remember in, in the 90s, not sure if you yeah. remember because it's a it was a marketing gimmick in the US. They said that the Genesis had blast processing. Okay? Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's not a thing, right? But it's it's a good it was a good marketing strategy and gimmick. That's but true, let's yeah. let's say for the sake of this question that blast processing is a thing. If you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why?
0: Oh, good question hmm <laughs> blast processing i mean it could be anything really uh because it was nothing when the second mega drive released um i don't know maybe i'd like blast processing to like a toaster so you can get like toasted bread really really quickly just press button and bam you have a you have a toasted bread that would be quite nice <laughs> uh or i don't know blast processing to like public transport so you can just like whiz through and go to work in five minutes that would be that would be really cool so so maybe one of these two options <laughs>
1: I can get behind both. So, yeah, (laughs) Uh, make it happen, people. Toast with blast processing or public transport with blast processing. Those are some amazing ideas. Okay. So, Maciek, thank you very much for coming on the Sega Lounge.
0: Thank you very Uh, much for having me. It was really fun, especially the quiz.
1: (laughs) Thank you for being such a good sport. And I I hope you come back in 2024 with ASAP the RPG. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. That was Maciek Baron of Good Praxis. ASAP Please is available as a downloadable ROM or to be played on your browser for free at asapthegame.com. That's ASAPthegame.com And remember that you can sign up for their newsletter and be informed when the physical release of the game is coming out. I've got some news regarding our website and social media. These past couple of weeks I've been working on improving and adding new stuff to thesegalounge.com, our official website. So you now have easy access to our archive of shows, to a page containing links to some of the friends of the show and other bits of info. The Sega Lounge is now on Facebook as well, so be sure to like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. Finally, we have a new dedicated email for your suggestions and comments, podcast at I'll keep on working on the website in the future, so be sure to pay us a visit from time to time to find out what new stuff is being added. Well then, this means there are only two episodes left before our summer break. That said, although we'll be on break in August, meaning no new episodes, we'll have a special treat for you during the entire month. Back in 2018 on The Manic Muddy Show, a live show I used to host on Radio SEGA, I did a segment called The Manic Lounge, which was essentially a 15-20 minute long version of the SEGA Lounge interviews. So during our summer break in August I'll be posting some of these Manic Lounge segments every week while you wait for some brand new episodes in September. So look forward to some bite-sized chats coming your way soon. However, I'll be back next week with news on an upcoming Kickstarter project related to the Dreamcast. Curious? Well, be sure to join me again next week to find out more! Thank you very much for listening! Stay safe out there, keep hydrated, wear a mask, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye! The Sega Lounge. Hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opensciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? drop me an email to kc at radiosega.net. Follow us on Twitter at The Sega Lounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.